This is episode 724 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. On today's episode, how to store salt long-term. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the exclusive Prepper Website email group, which allows you to communicate with other preppers or write from your email. You don't have to worry about your every link, click, or word being tracked by social media. This email group also resides on the same servers as Prepper Website. Another benefit includes our online meetups. So this is a great value for $20 a year. To join the community, visit PrepperWebsite.net or click the link in the show notes. And guys, like I've been mentioning the last couple of episodes, I'm going to close membership to the exclusive Prepper Website email group for a little while. And so I'm going to op- only open it up certain times of the year. And it's just more of a management situation. And I'm doing that just to make it a little bit easier on the back end for me. So if you are interested, I don't know when those uh, when I'm going to open it up again. So if you're interested in joining, go ahead and and do it now before the end of the year. Because on January 1st, I'm going to go ahead and, and close that down. And I'm not doing it, you know, for those of you who've known me for a while, I'm not doing it to like, hey, try to create some kind of urgency to kind of get you to sign up. Uh, really quickly or anything like that. It really is more of the back end and trying to to manage that and not spend so much time doing that. So if you're interested, go ahead and join up. Uh, like I think it's a great deal for $20 a year. Have a lot of fun and a lot of uh, interesting people, a lot of great uh, information as well, a lot of knowledge that people have that they share. So I'm really grateful for the group, and it was just uh, probably one of the best things that I've ever done. And besides creating Prepper Website and the podcast is is doing this. So I'm really grateful for everyone who is a part of it. And if you are interested, we'd love to have you. All right, before we jump into the episode, we do have a five-star review. It thinks to, and I don't know, it's 98SFXDX, all right? So I, I think, uh, I don't know if that's a, a way of pronouncing that or not, but uh the, the review came in to Apple Podcasts. It says, I wish there was more podcasts like this one, clean, informative, and encouraging. Keep up the good work, Todd. I even love the little prep devotionals. My only complaint is I need more. Twice a week is not enough. Since I know you read these, any suggestions on others you listen to? Now, it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, well, first of all, let me say thank you for that review. I greatly appreciate it when anyone leaves a five-star review. It always makes my day. Um, let me just say, it's all. it always amazes me when people say, hey, Todd, I'm listening to your podcast. I started listening to your podcast, and I'm going back and listening to all of them. And so, uh, you know, you always have those. Uh, 700, I mean, we're on 724 now, so there's a lot of episodes that you can listen to. Now, if you're talking about clean, uh, I'm assuming clean, you mean like free of uh, profanity and different things like that. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very honest with you. I don't listen to a lot of prepper podcast anymore. Uh, I know like if you want clean, clean, you know, Mark Goodwin, who does prep, uh, prepper recon. Um, I've talked a lot about his books in the past. I mean, his episodes are going to be clean. I'm not very familiar with, uh, I, I know like James Walton uh, over at prepper broadcasting. I'm not very familiar with all of their uh, different 
personalities over there. You might want to look into those. And of course, there's a lot of other there's a lot of other good preparedness podcasts out there. As far as clean, I can't really speak to that. Um, like I said, I don't really listen to too many of them anymore. Uh, I know that uh, you know there there are some there's some good ones out there. You just gonna have to search. And one of the things is like if you have a podcast catcher, you can go in there and search prepper or you know preparedness, and you'll find some that you might not have heard of before. You might find some that are older and maybe they're not being refreshed or they don't have new episodes, but it's still a lot of really great content you can listen to and you can still find them on the internet. Right now, I've just really been listening to um, to more audiobooks. Uh, I have Audible and uh, the monthly subscription, and I have a lot of books that I haven't listened to. And really, you know, in the morning, my the way that I kind of I get up and I get going, um, I do my devotionals and I do have all that kind of stuff that I that I do. But when I'm getting ready for for work, and that's if I'm you know cooking breakfast or I'm making lunch or whatever, uh, those types of things, I usually have my my AirPods in and I'm listening to either like a message that I didn't hear like a, a you know somebody one of the preachers that I follow like on YouTube or something like that or I'm listening to an audiobook. And I don't work very far from home so I don't get a lot of travel time. So it's you know those are the times when I have to be able to listen to the different things that I want to listen to. And so uh, I'm I'm very limited in my listening time although I try to expand it as much as possible. I even have a, a speaker in the restroom if I, uh, you know, when I'm getting ready and stuff, I can, you know, Bluetooth and, and, and use that. So sometimes I do do that depending on uh, what's, you know, what's going on and who's in the house because sometimes I'm, I'm blasting it or whatever. But that would be my recommendation. If you're looking for more preparedness, definitely go to, you know, go go to your podcast catcher and search prepper or preparedness or survival, and you'll find some really good stuff there. And you can kind of listen and, and figure out which ones you like the best. The other thing that you can do is you can always subscribe to the top 10 and it's $5 a month. You can then get that, you know, on Saturdays that that's released on Saturdays, you get an email and then you just add those to your pocket app and you'll be able to listen to those. Now it's a, you know, it's a computerized voice speaking to you, speaking, you know, and reading the articles to you, but that's another way of getting preparedness if you want. And you know that the, that you're going to get in the top 10, you're going to get the top 10 articles on proper website for the week. So that's another way of uh, getting preparedness information if you're interested in doing that. And then, of course, you can always just go over to Prepper website and then drop the articles that are there, the ones that seem interesting to you in the Pocket app if you don't want to pay the $5 a month to get the uh, the top 10. Anyway, I, again, N8SFXDX, <laughs> thanks so much for your uh, your review. I greatly appreciate it. I, hopefully, I've been a little bit of help there as far as how you can get some more preparedness into your ears. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into this uh, episode here. This article is called How to Store Salt Long-Term, and it comes from my friends over at commonsensehome.com. Lori is, uh, is a great friend of the podcast. She's been on the podcast before. I actually need to have her on. Uh, this was written by August Neverman. So, uh, you know, this is an important thing, right, to, to store salt. We don't always think about it. Because salt is so readily available. I mean, you go to a restaurant, there's salt shakers there. Um, you know, you go home and you're more than likely, every home is going to have some form of salt there. 
but it's very easy to come by and it's very cheap. And so a lot of the times when it's something like that, we don't think about how important it is to have that and what would it mean if you were to not be able to go to the grocery store and not be able to be resupplied on the salt that you have. Sometimes we buy those big containers of salt, you know, and uh, the Morton salt, I guess, and that will fill up a salt shaker four or five times, but you don't realize how fast you would go through something like that. And so this, I think this uh, this article is a very important one. So again, coming to us from commonsensehome.com, how to store salt long-term. Let's go ahead and read this one. Salt is critical for life. It has been valued throughout recorded history. We'll share why and how to store salt long-term, plus tips for storage and safety. There are seven reasons why you should store bulk salt. Number one, you use it and need it. Salt is used every day for cooking and seasoning. Number two, if you have animals or livestock, they need salt too. Number three, it may be hard to obtain in an SHTF situation. It isn't something you can grow or make. Number four, you don't have to worry about it going bad if you store it well, and it can be stored pretty much anywhere in an airtight container. Number five, you can save money buying salt in bulk, especially on sale. Number six, salt is used for food preservation, including curing meats, pickling, and canning. And number seven, it can be used for trading or as a barter item. Now, how much salt should I store? Salt is a cornerstone for food storage. Store 10 to 40 pounds of salt per person per year. The larger amounts assume you will use salt for food preservation, curing, and or canning. You can keep as much salt as you want because salt lasts forever. The salt you store could last longer than the container. It is more of a question, how much space do you have? If you are stocking up, keep at least 20 pounds of food-grade salt per adult. As noted, if you cure meats or are into canning or fermenting, a larger amount of salt is better. Don't forget to stock up when salt is on sale. So how do you store salt for long-term storage? Buy bulk salt, so 25 to 50 pounds. Ensure that you have supplies like buckets and mylar bags. Label your mylar bags with a date, amount, and info about the salt. Prepare your sealer, transfer the salt to the mylar, add moisture absorbers as needed, seal mylar bags with sealer or iron, store sealed and labeled mylar bags in five gallon buckets, seal and label food grade buckets, store food grade buckets in a cold place. So that is just a really quick breakdown guys, you know, 10 steps there to go ahead and store salt for the long term. Now I'll tell you, don't confuse the moisture absorbers for oxygen absorbers, right? Uh, that's uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as we as we go throughout this uh, article here. But the the moisture absorbers is way different than the oxygen absorbers. All right, so let's go ahead and move into the different types of salt. So this article contains recommendations for table salt. There are many common types of salt, including iodized salt pickling salt, sea salt, rock salt, and Epsom salts, to name a few. Iodized salt is the most common table salt in many areas. It's refined and has added sodium iodide or potassium iodide. Many people recommend iodized salt because iodine is needed by the body for many different functions. We prefer natural sea salt, which has trace amounts of iodine, as well as many other minerals. I use nori, kombu, kelp, and other seaweed for extra iodine. Now, pickling salt is refined but contains no iodine. I use either pickling salt or sea salt for canning, 
and making salt water brine for fermenting. Iodized salt will turn your preserved foods dark. Seasoned salts such as Lowry's seasoned salt or garlic salt, onion salt, celery salt, etc. do not last indefinitely. For instance, the recommended shelf life of Lowry's seasoned salt is 450 days in its original container in a cool, dry location. And I got to tell you, I've used Lowry salt for uh, that's been stored longer than that, and it's been fine. Um, so again, it's the way you store it and uh, how you're going to take care of it there. So during a disaster, even a pinch of salt will change the flavor of food. Salt also helps maintain electrolyte balance in the body. We prefer sea salt because it has trace min minerals and natural iodine. Our favorites are Celtic Gray Sea Salt, Himalayan Pink Salt, and Redmond Real Salt. Store up at least two seasons worth of your favorite pickling salt for food preservation. Avoid purchasing salts with anti-caking agents for long-term salt storage. Iodized salt is best used within five years. The Morton website notes, while salt itself has no expiration date, salt products that contain iodine or seasonings that contain other ingredients, such as spices, colors, and flavors, can deteriorate over time. So salt storage questions and answers. Now, pure salt will last indefinitely in a sealed container. Once salt is open, it will still store indefinitely, but you want to avoid moisture exposure. Moisture causing clumping and makes the salt difficult to use. So once you open a large bag of salt, store the remainder in an airtight container. A cool, dry place is best, but the airtight container is an absolute requirement. The salt will not go bad, but it can pick up bad flavors and moisture from the air. Water softener salt is typically made with sodium chloride or potassium chloride and other additives to prevent caking and mushing. It is not recommended for food or animals. It's not processed in the same way as food grade salt and may cause a stomachache. Can you eat rock salt? Yes, if it is pure rock salt. It might be gritty and you will likely need a grinder because the crystals are large. It is edible and the good news is it doesn't have any extra chemicals. Make sure it is labeled edible. If it is de-icing rock salt or sidewalk salt, it probably has chemicals in it that you cannot or should not eat. So why store salt in mylar or a bucket? So salt will last forever, but we still recommend you store salt in mylar or at least a food grade bucket with moisture absorbers. It cuts down on the salt absorbing moisture and smells that could foul it. So what are some wrong ways to store salt? Don't store salt unsealed in paper or cardboard in humid environments. Don't store salt in metal containers in damp environments because the salt can corrode the metal over time. Salt is hydrostatic, so it will absorb any water or moisture. It will suck up humidity in the air. It will also absorb other smells and other chemicals, so keep it sealed in a non-reactive container. What are some good containers for salt? Store salt in canning jars, mylar bags, food-grade buckets, glass jars, and sealed clay pots. Salt can interact with metal and some plastic, so choose containers meant for food storage. Canning jar lids may rust after long periods. Can I store salt in plastic bags? Yes, but we do not suggest storing salt in plastic bags for long-term storage. A plastic bag may break open or tear or something sturdier is better. 
Plastic bags are also will also break down or get brittle as they age. If the bag fails, the salt can be spoiled by moisture and other contaminants. So why use Mylar to store salt? Mylar keeps moisture and chemicals and smells out. We suggest five one-gallon bags in a five-gallon bucket. That way you open them in usable quantities. You can also use a single large five-gallon Mylar bag to line the bucket. Do you need oxygen absorbers to store salt long-term? No, you can add them if you like, but a moisture absorber is more practical. Use a Mylar bag and an appropriately sized moisture absorber, or simply use a food grade bucket with an appropriately sized moisture absorber, or just a tightly sealed container. Do you need a moisture absorber to store salt? No, but moisture creates clumping, so the salt can become a challenge to use. If the moisture includes smells, it can foul the salt. So why not just use the original packaging? The salt will keep in the original packaging, paper or cardboard containers, but salt can absorb moisture creating clumps. Also, salt can pick up smells that can change the flavor and the smells can foul the salt. I think we've said that over and over and over again. Now, Mylar and food grade buckets keep out moisture and smells. You can also store the Mylar bags in a tote. So does storage temperature affect shelf life of salt? Salt is not temperature sensitive, so it can be stored in hot or cold areas, including a garage or outbuilding. It can even be stored in an attic or outside in a tightly sealed container. All right, so that's a really short one there, and there are uh, some comments here, and you can come and check these out. And uh, Lori and August and the people over at uh, Common Sense Home always do a good job of providing other links and things that you can check out. All right, so I just wanted to quickly talk a little bit about salt. I have some salt that I have purchased and just kept up at the very top of my uh, pantry, and they've been there for years. And as we've needed them, I just kind of grab them and we kind of go. And so whenever I find any kind of seasoning on sale, we just we just purchase them and, and we go. Now, of course, we you know they're in a dark place, you know, in, in the pantry, at the top of the pantry. There's not a lot of moisture as far as, I mean, I'm in a humid environment in Houston, Texas, but um, we keep the the air running here in, in the home. So we don't have a lot of issues with that or, you know, foul smells or anything like that. We do keep them in the original container. So in the, the big round, um, I guess, you know, container that you get salt, you normally think salt uh, comes from. And a lot of the times I'll tell you, I'll buy the, the store brand, you know, in, in, Gosh, back, I remember buying some that were like 30 cents or 32 cents or whatever. And you just, you find a great deal and you just store it up there. And the salt is no different than any other kind of salt that you're going to get. I mean, of course, there's the different kinds of salt, but I'm just talking about iodized salt. And it would make such a big difference if you were cooking, you know, you have your rice and you have your beans stored up or whatever you have stored up but you want to make sure you have something to be able to season it with. I mean, that would be really important. So I've never had a real issue with the salt that we have stored. Now I do have salt in five gallon buckets and we have done that. So we have purchased the bigger uh, packages of salt from Sam's or Costco or whatever, your big box stores there. And uh, you just use a Mylar bag, put that, you know, I, I use a Mylar bag inside of a five gallon bucket from Home Depot. And then you just, you know, fill up, uh, fill it up and then you just seal it off. And I don't have a, an official sealer. 
I use a two by four with an iron and uh, just, you know, make sure that I have a good seal there. And then just, uh, you know, just fold up the, the mylar and uh, put the lid on there and, and make sure that I, you know, write with the Sharpie on top of the, of the lid and like, Hey, this is salt. And this was, uh, you know, I, I made this food bucket on this date, whatever. And so, you know, that's the way that we have stored salt as well as the salt that we have, you know, in the pantry. And because we know it's going to be important, we like our food to be flavored. We like seasoning. I think that's going to be really, real important. I like at the very beginning of this article when they were talking about using it for bartering. You know, that's something that you don't realize. When people think about bartering, they think about, you know, the like, oh, I'm going to have some lighters. I'm going to have this and that. I mean, think about how much salt people really, really store. I mean, go, I mean, if you're new to preparedness or maybe you're not even new to preparedness, but it's not something that you have been stockpiling before and you go to your pantry, go look and see how much salt you have. How long would that salt last you? Okay, maybe it lasts you if you're using salt every single day in your cooking. Some people don't cook every single day, but if you're using it every single day, how long would the salt that you have in your pantry right now, how long would that last? And wouldn't you want something more? So I think it's just really smart to be able to, to, you know, have some of these things on hand and stockpile because you never know what, you know, what's, what it's going to be like. I remember when at the beginning of, you know, the, the pandemic and COVID and all that kind of stuff and things were being bought off the shelves like crazy, you couldn't find yeast and you couldn't find flour, you know? And uh, I, I didn't really worry about salt because I had plenty of salt and I really didn't pay attention to that. But I remember going down the aisle and saying, there's no flour here. There's no yeast here. I mean, you know, people were thinking long term and they were buying up whatever was there. So you want to be able to have some of these things for the long term. Again, if you want to and you want to, you know, you're creating Mylar bags and or you're creating food buckets with Mylar bags. You're not using oxygen absorbers. You don't want to do that. Um, you want to go ahead and if you if you're going to use anything, you use the moisture absorbers. But I'll tell you, we didn't even do that, and so uh, I, I've never had a problem with salt in in my area. And so you might find that uh, the same way as well. I remember one of the first books that I read when I got into preparedness was Alas Babylon, and there is I mean that was written back in the day, but there is a, a time in there where they go off to try to find some uh, salt, you know, and they're, they're going, you know, in their boats or whatever. And there's a, an area, I guess, that is like salt mines or whatever. Uh, if you have something like that around you, then that's great. But if you don't, you know, you need to be thinking about stock to store up. So I wanted to tell you just a, a little, just finish out with a little story about salt, but not the kind that you would eat, um, the kind that you would use in a salt pool. So one of the last businesses that my dad had before he retired was a pool business. And he built a pool for us because he doesn't have a very big backyard. And, you know, he had a lot of favors to call in. And so he called in a lot of favors and he built uh, a pool for his grandkids. And the pool that he built and that he was into was salt pools. So every once in a while, you know, you got to add salt to it. And I would buy salt as you needed it, right? And it's kind of funny because it's one of those things that uh, lately with shortages and stuff, you've had to really pay attention to. So I bought some just to kind of have back. But there was a time uh, early on when I bought some salt. I bought uh, big packages, 40 pounds, 50 pound uh, packages of salt. And uh, I left one out uh, by the side of the shed and I really didn't, 
pay attention to it. I don't know what what I was thinking, but it was just there. And by the time I really got to it, it had hardened all up. So it had rained. And I mean, they're plastic bags, you know, full, but moisture had gotten in there. And so it was rock solid. And I was like, all right, is this any good? You know, you know, people always talk about this in preparedness about, you know, you don't want your salt to get, uh, you know, have moisture and all that kind of stuff. But I needed a little bit of salt in the pool. So I decided to go ahead and open it up to see what I was going to get. And it was just, you know, it was real, again, it was really rock solid. I was able to open it up with a razor blade. I was able to get into it. And I tried to, you know, kind of break it apart with my hands. And some of it did come apart, but for the most part, it was just big, big chunks. So I went and got a flathead screwdriver and a little bit, you know, a hammer. And I probably didn't even need the hammer, but I just started chipping away at it. And it just, it fell apart pretty, pretty easily. I started throwing the chunks into the pool and even before they really hit the bottom of the pool, they had all dissolved. And so there was just one big chunk and I just kind of wanted to see what would happen. I threw it into the shallow area and for the most part, it all, it, it had all dissolved. There was a little bit there. So I just got, you know, the broom and kind of pushed it around a little bit and it dissolved really quickly. So even if you have salt and it does you know, harden up on you. It's really easy to kind of break it apart. You know, if you have a hammer, you have something, you know, to kind of, to kind of go at it with, you can break it apart. I think the, the other thing that you really need to think about are the smells and the smells that it would attract. And that's why you would want to make sure that it's in a, in a, in a container that's not going to uh, be able to soak in those smells. I think that's going to be pretty important there. But anyway, this is one of those things that's really important that a lot of people do not consider, do not think about storing up and stocking up, especially the spices and other things that you might have. Again, there's some like Lowry salt that I've had for years that, you know, I bought on sale and then we use and it's still fine. No problem with that. But of course, all the manufacturers are going to say, you know, you need to use it within a, a, a certain uh, time period, right? So anyway, again, store up some salt, take into consideration how much salt you have, especially if you're storing up, you know, you're storing up uh, buckets of rice and beans and, and pasta and all the other things there. You want to have some salt to season and you want to have salt that's going to last you for a while in a prolonged situation. Well, everyone, that's it for episode 724. And this article, like always, I'm going to link to it in the show notes so you can go over and check out Common Sense Home in this article and uh, go read some of the other great articles over there. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8 to 12 articles of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, Choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.